This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Previously on It Was a Thing on TV, 157 episodes, it all comes down to this. And Greg, say what the robot looks like or who the robot looks like. Oh, the robot looks like Awesomeo from South Park. <laughs> oh, but look at <laughs> There's the... a robot! There's, the, <laughs> there's Otto's robot. <laughs> and he's looking at the soda machine. Oh, this part's great! Oh, he's using, like, telekinesis on the freaking. That would be radio waves, remember? Oh, radio waves! Okay. Because he's a robot! He's a robot. Yeah, he's like... He's like sexing up the, the, the vending machine. Meanwhile, the robot is getting his robot freak on with the drink dispenser. Oh! He took Bo's pants down, and Lori Handler can now finally take the picture, and everyone's like, ha 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 And that's the end of your movie. Okay. <laughs> you gotta have more. We gotta have we more. More. But how are you going to have more? To be continued, my friend. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And now, the conclusion. Episode 159. Submission 1734. High School USA, the 1984 spinoff unsold pilot. High School USA, the 1984 spinoff unsold pilot, aired on NBC on Saturday night. May 26th, 1984. Hey, this aired when I was literally one day old. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I'm so glad that Sorry, we had to play it again. Yes, we did. You know what? If Excelsior High School had a school song, 
that would be it. That would be because it. all sorts of WTFery goes on at Excelsior High School. Apparently, so much so that NBC said, "Hey, we want more of this." We want more of this. People love this TV movie. We need more of it. But did they love the TV movie, or did they love Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon and Todd Bridges and a robot? And Tom yeah, Bullard. Yeah, yeah, and Tom they, Bullard. They, yeah, they liked everybody who did not make an appearance in this pilot. Well, there's a lot of people who didn't appear in this pilot, but also there's a lot of people who did appear in the pilot that appeared in the movie. Yeah, there, there was a bunch of people who went on to reprise their roles and then there was a bunch of people who didn't yeah, yeah. but you know what we uh like last week how we had three sort of reunions of old tv shows well we've got three reunions this week too albeit one of them is the same as last week but we'll get to that later yeah Right now, let's just go over, because there's a lot to die Like the movie, there's a lot to take in. So we're just going to start with the cast roll call. Returning from the movie is Crystal Bernard. And uh, her, I'm so happy she's back. And her Texas drawl. Yeah. But Mike, and, you were commenting about her hair. You liked her hair much better in this one. Her hair, but also the, the one thing that really caught my eye was when she was wearing like a wedding dress or a, a fancy gown. Uh, we'll, we'll get into why she was wearing it later, but there, there was just something about her that caught my eye more than the, the, the movie itself. If you know what you mean. Also returning is Crispin Glover as the slow-witted overalls guy. Archie. Archie. John Grease returns as Dirty Kurt. Ken Osmond returns as Baxter Franklin. And that's pretty much it for a, a return cast. I mean... No, oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. We forgot wait. about Chucky. Oh, yeah, Chucky, the uh, sort of jolly, rotund fellow. Yes. Oh, um, gosh, I just like... The name of his, it's like the name of the actor escapes me. Michael Zorick. Thank you, Michael Zorick. But they are joined by uh, some new characters and some new faces playing some old characters. We have Melody Anderson as a teacher. Who JJ has the hots who, for. JJ oh, has the JJ hots for. And the by the way, the hots for her. Oh, oh yeah. JJ isn't the only one who has the hots for her. We will get to that. Hey guys, wasn't Melody Anderson in a previous installment? Rawr! Minimal. Did you both roar? Yes. Yeah, we did. We roared in stereo, buddy. <laughs> no. And then we have Beth Franklin, who is played not by Nancy McKeon, but by perennial that lady from That Thing. Anne Marie Johnson. Oh, don't say that. Lovely Anne Marie Johnson. She is hardly that woman from that thing. She was on Card Sharks. She was on the Body Language Pilot. Did we mention that she was also in What's Happening Now? Oh, absolutely. And the final final season of In Living Color. 
Yeah, she is not oh, that yeah. person from that show. She was all no, I mean I'm just saying she was all over the place. She is what we call a known commodity. And Darn quite right and quite a darling one, if I may say so myself. Although Anne Marie Johnson, Nancy McKeon. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of J.J. Manners is played this time by Ben Marley, who basically looks like dollar store Michael J. Fox. Yeah, he is basically Dollar Tree Michael J. Fox. Although he did have a really big role in the late 90s as Roger Chappie from from the Earth to the Moon. Oh, that's right. The Tom Hanks miniseries. I have that on Blu-ray. It's very good. There's many people who appear who will mention frequently on this podcast who have been in From the Earth to the Moon. Even Brian Cranston shows up in From the Earth to the Moon. Walter White was in From the Earth to the Moon. Oh no, you're fr- no, no, no. Hal from Malcolm in the Middle was in From the Earth. To no, the no, Moon. no, 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 no. Zordon from the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Oh, that's right. If only Elizabeth Banks was in it, but that's another story. That's for the Patreon podcast. It was a thing at the movies. And now we have Mr. Sorota, who is played by and Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. Hi, Dad. Hello, Beaver. I haven't seen Larry Mondello lately. You two have a fight? Gee, Dad, I keep telling you. Larry died seven years ago. He gagged on an apple, remember? Oh, I thought that was Lumpy Rutherford. Oh, no, Lumpy died when he jumped in front of that train. Oh. I get confused. For a while there, I even thought you were killed in Vietnam, Beaver. Not me, Dad. Yeah, because he's working in the auto shop. Yep, and he hates it. He hates oh, he, it. He's absolutely miserable. He does not like his job. No, he does not. Playing Principal Pete Kinney, Rick Nelson. You know. In, in his last role. In yeah, because he, he passed away a year later. Yeah. yeah, he passed away about a year and a half later, yep. And playing crazy Leo Bandini was not America's ass, Tom Yeah, Ballard. I know. It's uh, This is dollar store Tom Ballard here. Yep, it was dollar store Tom Ballard. Sam Slovic. Who the hell is Sam Slovic? Uh, his only, I'll answer it. His only real major role on his IMDb was he played a character named Cassidy for six episodes on Fame. That's it. That's, that's the it. list. That's, that's the list. And playing Bo Middleton. Not Anthony Edwards. Not Anthony Edwards. He was too busy with Lambda 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 at this time. Yeah, that's true. It was Tegan West. He was a that guy from that thing. Because let's just say he started out as uh, Pete Pearson in the Wonder Woman TV show in 1979 and just kept popping up all over the place during the 80s and 90s. Yeah. His last known role was as Brother Knox from, and I kid you not, Confessions of a Teenage Jesus Jerk. What? That, 
I, I, I have to look at this movie. What is the... Uh, that okay, could not it be has a real absolute, movie. It has absolutely an awkward 80s love story directed by Eric Stoltz. Okay. What? A teenage boy comes of age during the Reagan years, discovering that he really enjoys many pleasurable things his family and his religion frown upon. It's basically Rumspringa, the movie. Hey, Sherry Belafonte was in it. Hey. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, from Spring of the Movie, where's most from Amish in the City when we need him? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Greg. But uh, perhaps the most notable name was, well, basically everybody else because Excelsior Union High School, big place. Plenty of room for uh, faculty and staff who look very familiar. For example, Mrs. McCarthy is played by June Cleaver herself, Barbara Billingsley. Oh, we have yet another Leave it to Beaver reunion. We had one in the movie, now we have one in the pilot. Yep. Oh, yeah. Vice Principal Roman Ng is played by Henry Gibson, straight out of Lappin. And to me, he's best known for playing Martin Short's boss, Mr. Wormwood, in Inner Space. He's known for me as the spokesperson from the National Appeal for the Dead on the Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, oh and also, he was in future installment, Erie, Indiana. And next you have... Uh, well, we don't have Otto. No. We don't have Otto or his robot in this. So there's half the movie right there. Yeah, the whole movie was built around Otto and his robot. Yeah. That quasi-love affair they had in that movie. Yeah, that was just... Yeah. Oh, what a heartbreaking scene when he almost kills him. But thankfully that robot lived. He did. But, uh, nope, we, instead we have Craig. A guy named Craig, played by a guy named David Nell. Who? Exactly. He, yeah, uh, he, he, Actually, he, no, no, he was in, he, he did mostly movies like Spring Break, Splash, Total Recall, and Turner and Hooch. His big role, at least on TV, or maybe the show he appeared on most, was Mr. Sunshine in 1986 where he played Warren Leftwich. And I'm pretty sure Mr. Sunshine is on our list. Yeah, the 1986 version. Not the later version with Matthew Perry. And you want to talk about other projects that may or may not be on the list? Gidget Summer Reunion. The heck is Gidget Summer Reunion? I don't know, but I have to think that it sort of had to spawn the uh, future entry. The new Gidget? Yeah. And I would be right. (laughs) Hey, it had Vince Pan Patton in it. Leave it alone. And playing Mrs. Crosley, Harriet Nelson. Now, this is weird to me because in the movie, Principal Pete notes to Mrs. Crosley that, that she was his teacher. Yes. Harriet Nelson's Ricky Nelson's mother. 
Yeah, in case you didn't know, that's his real life mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's actually maybe my favorite part in the whole show is when uh, the two of them are talking and uh, Mrs. Crosley says to Principal Kinney, who do you think I am, your mother? (laughs) Because Harriet Nelson is Ricky Nelson's mom. Oh, and by the way, there's our second reunion, sort of. Ozzie and Harriet. Yeah, what a classic that was. And we still have one more to go, and this one... This one I did not see coming at all. One of the plots of the High School USA pilot was sort of a homecoming float sort of thing. And Bo Middleton, because he's a rich bastard, has gotten a French guy to design the thing. And the French guy who designs the thing is played by Burt Ward. Oh my god. That is some great acting from Burt Ward to do that French accent like that. To be a French snob. To be a French snob playing opposite an American jackass. Oh, by the way, this is not going to be the last time we'll be talking about Burt Ward on this podcast. Because eventually Uh, we're going to do the Batman 66 window cameos. Well, we did talk about Burt Ward not that long ago in Legends of the Superheroes. That's true. This, so this is the second time we've talked about Burt Ward. And you want to talk about reunions? Okay, going back to the storyline about the uh, homecoming bloat. The other guys, led by JJ, the non-yeppy guys, guys like us, led by JJ, make their own float. And who is on their float? A stripper. But not just any stripper. No. The perfect stripper. Played by Julie Newmar. Yeah. React. React. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. Do you think she thanked Wong Fu for the float? Oh, jeez. No. Okay, so there's another reunion. Burt Ward, Julie Newmar. Your Batman reunion. We, have, we still have more classic TV actors coming. Yep. And interestingly enough, you know who wrote this? And perhaps one of the great comedic writers of the 80, of the 70s and 80s, Pat Proft. Oh, yes, because we've already talked about Proft in previous installment, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, I think we also talked about him in another episode, too, didn't we? When, when things were rotten, I believe. The Red Fox show. That's right. Needless to say, we've talked about him a few times. Yeah. And of course, we all know Pat Proth wrote for the Naked Gun movies. And, 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 and we have to add Police Squad. Oh, yeah. Police Squad. Police Academy. All the classics. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a freaking genius here. But you put it all together and, well... I went over the plots. Wait, and... wait, 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 wait. You, you forgot some people. I forgot people. Playing the coach in this show was Paul Peterson, who you might know best as the, the son on the Donna Reed show. But he's done plenty of things besides uh, the Donna Reed show. Hmm. There's actually two more that you missed. One, and I'm surprised you totally skipped this, Playing the superintendent, Superintendent McCarthy. 
Yes! Dick York! Dick York! Yeah! Dara number one! Yeah. And then playing a character named Nadine. Oh, I Joanne Willett. Yes, Joanne Willett, who you best know as Connie Lubbock from Just the Ten of Us. Yep. So yeah, you, you missed a few key people there, but yeah, this is, again, maybe not as star-studded as the movie, but it had its fair share of quality actors and actresses. Or future well-known actors and actresses. Yeah. Now let's okay. get into the plot of this pilot. The many plots of the pilot, because oh, yeah. like the movie that spawned it, we are basically dealing with a melange of plots centering around the teachers, the students, and their parents. It's not clearer than the movie, though. Yeah, there's a lot more division. Yeah, it's not a spider's web. What happens is we start with Vice Principal Eng, played by Henry Gibson, walking around and basically scaring the ever-loving you-know-what out of everybody. Well, Henry Gibson has that scary look to him. He wasn't this scary and laughing, I tell you. He really wasn't. Well, there's Chucky. He's a, you're too fat. Lose 30 pounds. Oh, and here's Archie, played by Crispin Glover. And here is Bo, who apparently traded up for a Camaro. A Camaro. And he's got one of those 80s cell phones. Uh-huh. And he's should... double parks. Yeah. I should probably let you guys know. The best way to enjoy this TV show is to forget the movie ever existed. Yeah, pretty much. You basically yeah. have to treat the movie like the MASH to the TV show MASH. How the movie MASH has nothing to do with the TV show. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, this exists in a universe where everybody sort of forgives Bo for, well, losing to JJ in the in the big race of the movie. And Bo is dating uh, Crystal Bernard's character. Yeah, like I said in the movie, it makes more sense. Why isn't Bo going out with Crystal Bernard's character? And guess what? They must have listened to the pe- people. must have had the same complaints in 1983. Because look at that. And hey, JJ got his car fixed. Sort of. Excelsior Beavers. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but it sort of reads like, and because, this is probably due to Pat Proft writing it, it sort of reads like the high school USA movie if it were written by the naked gun people, which it was. Really? I agree with you on that. That's a great comparison there. Yes, yeah, like, There's a lot of, lot of sight gags, a lot of puns, but also it can be played straight. And speaking of playing it straight, here's Henry Gibson again. Talking to uh, Dollar General Michael J. Fox about his car. What about Bo's car? He's double parked. Probably in your spot. Oh, look, there's a snow globe of Excelsior High School. Definitely not Tommy Westfall's snow globe, though. No, it belongs to Ricky Nelson. Yeah. R.I.P. Ricky Nelson. And no surprise, 
he's still the cool principal. Well, maybe a little less cool. I don't know. What do you guys think? Cool principal? Less cool principal? Oh, yeah. It's Ricky Nelson. Yeah. He's a more relaxed looking principal. He wasn't as cool as Tony Dow. Not as cool as Tony Dow. But no, I Tony think... Dow was just trying to make friends. Tony Dow was just trying to be a friend. Ricky Nelson, you know you could jam on the guitar with. Yeah. He wants to jam on the guitar with Melody Anderson. Hello. <laughs> well, who doesn't? <laughs> and hey, I'll tell you something else. JJ also wants to jam on on Melody Anderson. Well, this is 1983. I'll just leave it at that. She's a very lovely woman. I'm sorry. This is 1984. I keep forgetting that this is now the pilot. Not the movie. Not the movie. Not the movie. Yeah. Well, JJ volunteers to make a float since she's the faculty advisor because that's what you do. And (laughs) now we have Principal Pete asking his teacher, Mrs. Crosley, who's really his mother. Yes. He doesn't know that, though. We know that that's his mother in real life. But the question he wants to know is, am I a boring person? <laughs> she's not having any of that. No. It's like, she's it's like. And, and again, the best line in the entire uh, in the show, who do you think I am? Your mother? <laughs> Look, you are. That's the joke. That's the joke. Brilliant writing there. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Do we we not say that Pat Prof was a genius? He is a genius. Oh, but JJ shows Melody Anderson around. Oh, here's Bo. Bo and his two yuppie friends here with their popped collars and their preppy sweaters. And here's JJ and his squad. And he's like, you're really going to build a float? It's not going to be anything compared to my float. Yeah? Well, I beat your ass in that race. I can beat your ass at homecoming, too. Bring it on, son. And so they do. Yeah. Now we just need to find a float. And he's like, where are we going to find a float, huh? How about auto shop? Not like Mr. Oh, my gosh. This is where really you see a lot of the police squad mentality we talked about. A lot of sight gags. Uh-huh. We have uh, Dirty There's... Kurt shaving, pool playing. We have Dollar Store Tom Ward sleeping. In the... Sleeping on the dolly. Somebody's working on their car, and they're about to, uh, well, hmm. you can't see it, but Dollar Store Tom Ward is about to go flying. Uh, and also, this entire time, the, the shop teacher, Jerry Mathers' character, is not paying attention. He does not give a, a blank about it. No. Although Crispin Glover does end up setting off a quite impressive Rube Goldberg sort of thing. Why is there a pool table in an auto shop? Because Pat freaking prof. That's well, why. Because it's a 1980s classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did we not. We don't need no auto and shop and, class. And, and he's not talking to auto. He's talking to I guess we'll just call him not Otto. And now we have Chucky and Dirty Kurt trying to start this car. And oh! And like I said, he's going flying. He's going flying. All right into Jerry Mather's table. Ow. 
That looks like it hurt. It did. Oh, but now and, he now JJ's given the inspirational speech. Sort of a rallying of a rallying of the troops. He's rally. He's got Chucky. He's got Dirty Kurt. He's got Dollar Store Tom Millard. He's got Crispin Glover. We about to do this. And then he starts floating. But it's only because of uh, Crazy Crazy Lou. Crazy Leo or Crazy Leo. Whatever his switch. Yeah, whatever his name is. Whoops. We'll just call him Dollar Store Tom Ballard. Dollar Store Tom Ballard. Oh, look at that, Jerry Mavericks. Oh, oh, Mr. Sorota's crying. You got the teacher crying, man. Yeah. Yeah, too bad they can't come up with a decent um decent theme for it. Oh, yeah. oh look at that. And Mr. Ring watching his 80s style portable television when Bo shows up and says JJ can't win homecoming, not with his float. Besides, my grandfather founded the the award that for, for whoever wins homecoming. It's only fitting that I get it. Because I'm an entitled More or less, yes. <laughs> now certainly you can make that happen. Well, and we're in detention, and guess who's officiating? Ken Hotsman's officiating. Hi, Baxter Franklin. But is it me, or did he dye his hair since the pilot? Probably. Yeah, I think so. It's a little darker. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh, here's the tea. Oh, hot for t- <laughs> somebody play hot for teacher. Am I right? Yeah. Where's David Lee Roth when you need him? Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. He's hot for teacher. Zippity, 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 zap! And he's not the only one, because here's Principal Pete. Oh. He's got it bad, he's got it bad, he's got it bad. He's hot for teacher. (laughs) And now the uh, auto shop guys are coming together to come up with a theme for their float. They can't come up with a theme for their float, though. So they come up with three separate themes, and JJ gets the idea to bring them all together. I know one of them involves Stripper, a nude beach. But that's the only one I remember. Greg, do you know the other two? Oh, we'll just play the clip, I guess. Well, What happened? Oh, we had a little disagreement. Couldn't agree on a theme. So... We'll do them all. What? A three-in-one float. What, a Vietnam flashback with the Eiffel Tower at a nude beach? Well, it's original. Then it kind of says auto shop. You got to admit that, huh? Yeah, that would be a really good idea, except JJ just ran into teacher again. And, yeah, as she's doing laundry. And this is going to take a while because laundromats, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know he clearly wants to go and separate her clothes, separating her delicates from her, her her non-delicates, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, wink. And he does, if you'd believe that. And while he's hot for teacher, again, JJ rallies the troops. Meanwhile, you know who we haven't seen yet? Who? Beth Franklin. Oh. Hey, look, it's Beth Franklin 
and Nadine. And in this universe, they're besties. Try to buy the story. Oh, there's Vice Principal Ng again. What kind of shenanigans is you planning, Vice Principal Ng? And here's Chucky again. What's Chucky up to, I wonder? Meanwhile, Chucky shows up. They found themselves a car. They didn't but, steal uh, from Bob Denver again. No, they're not gonna they're not gonna do that again. That would just be uh bad. Well, Meanwhile, Bo and his prep squad roll up in their uh, Camaro and talk all the junk. Here's Dirty Kurt with the car. Which, you know what? It runs. So, hey, good job. Good job, Dirty Kurt. Yeah. Next, we see the Camaro roll up to the Middleton Manor, and our Frenchman, played by Bert Ward is talking about all of the designs. And his name is Francois, by the way. And they're all eating ice cream! I sense Chekhov's gun coming on, Greg. It's like, if you see somebody eating ice cream, chances are it's going to end up somewhere. Oh, now Ricky Nelson's going to go up to Melody Anderson. He really trying. Yeah, no luck for him, though. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as the kind of person who dates coworkers or students. JJ, I'm talking to you. I'm waiting for these two to fight. You know that that would happen in the TV series. That they they both fall in love with Melody Anderson's character, and they get into a fist fight or something. Yep. And here's Mrs. Crosley again. Mom, why do you keep bothering me at work? Oh. All right. Now the guys are getting their float ready while Dirty Kurt is shaving because Dirty what? Kurt is always shaving for some reason. But remember, probably, probably he say, he's 26. Yeah, and he has kids. And he has and kids. And somehow he's a sophomore. How does that happen? I don't know. High school was the best 11 years of his life. Mm. Yep. Like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. All right, all right, all right. Meanwhile, Bo and uh, Crystal Bernard, they're watching Burt Ward build that float. No, they're not watching Burt Ward. Yep, they are watching Burt Ward build that float. We have competing float montages. We're going to have a montage. Montage. Even Rocky had a montage. Montage. You know what this float needs? What? A robot. Yeah. Let's skip to lunch, shall we? So Glenn and JJ are about to have lunch together, except for one thing. Oh, here's Melody Anderson. Here's Melody Anderson again. And, of course, Principal Pete is having lunch with Mrs. Crosley. And the kind of relationship that... uh mother and son have. Am I right? I've never seen a mother and her son sitting in a school cafeteria eating together. Sorry. Wait, they're not mother and son, though. Oh, Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I I didn't mean to say that. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean mean to break kayfabe. Sorry. Meanwhile, the rest of the auto shop guys show up. Yeah. They're a little grungy. 
even though grunge wasn't a thing yet in 1984. Nope. But hey, the trophy's in the bag, am I right? Yeah, but look at the the classy preppy kids. They're eating lobster. They're lobster, eating lo- lobster the thermidor for lunch. Who does they, that? They've got bibs on. Oh, that's ju- that's just tacky. Man, they're so bougie. Right. But man, Crystal Bernard's hair in this movie. Oh, gosh. Fire. Hey, did I mention that I love wings yet? Mm, No, but I think you should, because that's a point of reference. Oh, but here's... Greg, our listeners love it. Continue saying it. But here's this title card right here at the 2634 mark. Yeah, and it has Crystal Bernard taking a big old lick of her ice cream, and all I can think is... That looks really good. She's really loving that ice cream. She looks good, man. She looks good. Uh, Wait. Yeah, she looks good. She looks good. Looks Looks good. good. Looks 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 good. Oh, it looks good. Are we talking about the ice cream looks good or Crystal Burn? Never mind. Yes. The correct answer is yes. So here we are, five hours to the parade, and the float is nowhere near done yet. But JJ's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get Melody Anderson. And look at that, Mike. He has a pinball machine. Time Zone. I love that table. Yeah, Time Time Zone. That's a classic. From Bally in 1973. Yes, folks. I actually did research of that on IPDB. Yes, it's a pinball database. Yeah. Oh, my God. JJ has a couch that folds into a bed. Yep. You know what he also has? A big problem. Because somebody... Looks like they're about to steal their float. Oh no! Oh no! Here's the douche pre-ready. It's the douche here. squad. Run, douche squad! Somebody do something! Look at that! Oh look, it's Crazy Leo. He's gonna do something. Oh my God, Crazy Leo's gonna do something. Oh no! What's Dollar Store Tom Valord gonna do? I don't know, but everybody's running after him now. Oh, there's the float. He's like, oh my Whoa! god, they're reenacting the what's happening opening credits, people. Crazy Leo is enjoying it. Enjoying it a little too. And then JJ and Nanato are like, what is that? There's Chris What's Bauer, going on? And everyone else is chasing after it. And because we know that uh, JJ's a, an excellent driver, instead of doing a three-point turn or a nice U-turn, he's driving the car backwards! Oh, so that's how Corey Haim learned it and licensed to drive. Yeah, you didn't know that. And, uh... Float is still going. Did we mention that the float has no brakes? Because that's important. Also important, the town that these people live in, it has a park, and the park has a lake. Oh, good. It has a lake. Yeah. Hey, guess what? 
Crazy Leo's going flying again. Oh, oh no. Are you saying they're going to go in the lake? They're going to go in the lake. Oh. oh, he's in the lake. Oh, that's a one-stroke penalty. He's in the water. He's in the drink. Oh, with the float. Okay, so it's a nude beach, a war memorial, and the third one. We played it earlier. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, put it all together, and now it's a pile of junk. So what are they going to do? No. That's perfect. That's the way we built it. It's not a pile of junk. We built it like this. But it turns out JJ let his friends down because he spent all this time chasing Melody Anderson where he could have just been building a float. Now, there is a skeleton of an idea of this float. Now it's up to JJ to, uh, I don't know, try and build a body around it or something. Yeah, something like that. So now, so now Archie and Chucky, they're at Bo's house. Climbing up and over the fence, and oh my god, that is a Mardi Gras float right there. I don't think that's necessarily a house. I would say it's more like a compound with that type of wall. No, it's a manor. Compounds have dogs. Oh no! They crashed into the greenhouse. That has to hurt. Uh oh! And they just got busted. And are they gonna are, drop are they, them off? Are they dropped off in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, they dropped them off in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and they took Orchie and Chucky's clothes. Oh, that's terrible. That That's terrible. Y'all are some terrible people. Oh, but now, Mike, we're at the scene you were loving. Oh, look, look how adorable Crystal Bernard is in her gown. Yeah. Again, you have to pretend that Bo and Crystal Bernard are a couple and that Beth and Nadine are besties. Look, it's right a story. And also, remember, they're trying to win the uh, the best float. Oh, here's Dick York and Barbara Billingsley. First time I think we've seen Dick York in this. Yeah, and Barbara yep. Billingsley. Yep. Oh, no, look we at saw that. Barbara Billingsley earlier. Okay. Oh, there's the balloon. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, there was the balloon. Yeah. There's Melody and, Anderson. And there's Melody Anderson. Uh, and Dick York trying to get up in that action now. Everybody trying to get up in that action, man. Oh, a salute to the American Grease Monkey. That is awesome. Oh. That is incredibly awesome. Even the red, white, and blue guys are awesome. Oh, here's Julie Newmore. The stripper slash hooker. Yeah. Oh, she just accepted the money. Yeah, she's a hooker. So, so we're in the parade now, and, well, everybody's presenting their themed floats. We have the Shakespearean Drama Club. We have the Good Life Club, the, a.k.a. Bo and his cronies. 
And there's Crystal Bernard on the float. Yeah, the preppy float. Trying to stay on said preppy float. Celebrating our heritage, the American Grease Monkey. Meanwhile, JJ is trying to hit on Melody Anderson again. You know what? This Everything's just going according to plan, isn't it? JJ's get, getting up with the teacher. The float is coming along nicely. Something's going to come and screw this up. What could possibly come along and screw this up, I wonder? Uh, how about a stripper on the car of the Grease Monkey float? And stop me if you've heard this one. Bo's going to Vice Principal Ng to basically be a rat. Ng goes to the superintendent to rat about the stripper on the float, calling her, quote, a degenerate woman. Bo's lapping this up. Guess who's on the float right now? Barbara Billingsley. His wife. The superintendent's wife. And Dick York's like, what That's are my you? wife! That's my wife! You son of a Oh, boy. And now he's Dr. Ig is pissed at Bo. Oh. Oh. Chris, uh, Miss Crosley's like, yeah, no. Oh, look at that. Ricky Nelson, he bumps into Melody Anderson. Well, that's his mother's doing. I mean, sorry, that's just Mrs. Crosley's doing. Thanks, Mom. Come on. It's, can't, can't you see your mom's trying to help her son out? Yeah. And, and she's like, come on. What are you waiting for? An invitation? Kiss her. Yeah. Oh, meanwhile. Meanwhile, Chucky and Chucky and Crispin Glover are back in school wearing something. Yeah. They're choking each other out. They're running all over the place. Uh, and, and Vice Principal Eng is trying to explain to the superintendent that his wife is not, a, in fact, a degenerate. And then, oh, wait, what is this? It's the stripper in Mr. Eng's office. And Nadine just took a picture of everything. Y'all got your story, son. You see... You have a nice little cohesion of plots now. Oh, and by the way, Julie Newmar wants her 200. Yeah. Cash. Cash. American. And oh no, look who's in his car. Oh, it can, oh, this got just a camera. Oh. <laughs> this just gets better and better. This hey, is, Nate. This is getting worse and worse. Oh, here comes the marching band. And here's to present the trophy, June Cleaver. June Cleaver's here to present the trophy. And the trophy goes to... Bowen and Marie. Oh, great. But, oh... Nope. What's going on here? He just grabbed the trophy like, this bloat has been disqualified. Yeah, I know. Bo... That's what happens when you call the superintendent's wife a degenerate. Yep. So JJ comes to the microphone and says, well, these folks are disqualified for this, so shouldn't the first place prize go to 
the, the second place uh, float? Yeah, yeah, that's what should happen. And guess who is the second place float? Yay. Auto shop. Auto shop. Auto shop. And the crowd goes wild. Because of course it does. Everybody loves an underdog. Little guy hits the big guy, it's audacity. Big guy hits little guy, it's cruelty. And Bo, stop me if you've heard this one. Bo's got a sad face and he's putting Ray-Bans on said sad face. And that was High School USA. And you can see where there was sort of the nucleus of a good idea here. Especially building on the movie or the universe set in the movie. There was a nucleus of an idea. I sort of got like Revenge of the Nerds vibes from it. Yeah. But this was like way before Revenge of the This was like well, the same year. Like year. Oh, like six months? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, as I said, Anthony Edwards was in the Revenge of the Nerds movie at this time. Yeah. And do you see where this failed? Because I saw where it could have succeeded. Yeah, I kind of do. But I actually have in my research a article from the Spokane Chronicle the night this aired, thanks to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia. And there's sort of like a mini review of it, which I'll share. High School USA was basically the prototype of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, as we mentioned in the previous episode. But here it is from the Spokane Chronicle. High School USA, Saturday, NBC at 9 p.m. This one-hour special is made as a pilot for a series based on last year's nostalgic presentation of the same name. And I think the network missed the boat by not picking it up. It's not great, but it does have a lot of special guest possibilities. It stars Rick Nelson as the school principal, Henry Gibson, Ben Morley, and Melody Anderson. It features appearances by Jerry Mavers, Barbara Billingsley, Paul Peterson, Burt Ward, Ken Osmond, and Harriet Nelson in a story that pits the auto shop losers against the preppies in a float building contest. Oh, and by the way, Mike, in the voiceover at the end of the pilot, what was on right after this? A special called Those Wonderful TV Game Shows, hosted by Carl Reiner. Get set for laugh-filled hours as Steve Martin, Johnny Carson, and many more show you TV's funniest moments of the last 30 years on those wonderful TV game shows. Next, later, you'll flip out for Saturday Night Live with host Flip Wilson and musical guest Stevie Nicks. Be there. Yes. Yeah. Carl Reiner. Oh, we miss you, Carl. But to think, as I mentioned, this was one... I was literally one day old when this aired. Who knows? Maybe my mom was watching this in the hospital. Who knows? I, I know you were probably were. Now, one notable thing about the High School USA pilot I want to mention is there was one person that was considered for the pilot but didn't accept the role. And it's somebody that we've mentioned previously on this podcast. A young comic from Minnesota who was making appearances on Saturday Night Live at this time by the name of Joel Hodgson. Oh. Oh, yeah. A very good writer and actor himself. 
Yes, the creator of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Now, at this time, he was a hot commodity in Hollywood, but he was fearing that he was turning into a showbiz person, and he contemplated quitting. And it was an incident with NBC and the head of the network, Brandon Tartikoff, in 1984, that finally led him to give up comedy for a time. Tartikoff's office contacted Joel and offered him the starring role in the high school USA pilot. They sent him the script for the pilot after reading it, and Hodgson turned the part down, telling Tartikoff's people that it wasn't funny. And the executives mistook Hodgson's complaints and thought it was a bargaining ploy. And their response was to offer the role to Joel again at triple the amount of money. And Hodgson was appalled that the executives could not understand that he would just turn a project down purely because he thought it was terrible and that no amount of money was going to get him to change his stance. So he refused the offer and went back to Minneapolis and declared that he was quitting comedy. Yeah, I remember this story. So incidentally, a couple years later, as we know, Joel Hodgson came back to comedy thanks to a Minneapolis TV executive by the name of Jim Mallon to create a show for the UHF station KTMA. And that became Mystery Science Science Theater 3000. So yeah, if you really think about it, it's thanks to this pilot that we have Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's pretty cool if you think about it. Yeah, but in all honesty, I know Joel Hodgson, I'm guessing he was offered the role of J.J., but I can see why he turned it down. But in a sense, I don't think he would have been right for the role. No, I mean, Michael J. Fox pretty much wrote the archetype, and we wouldn't get somebody who would, you know, be able to roll with a role like that, of course, since until, stop if you've heard this one, 1988 and the Good Morning Miss Bliss pilot. Yeah. But that's another story for another episode. One other thing I want to point out is, if this pilot had gotten picked up in 1984 for the 84-85 fall season, there's probably a good chance also that Crispin Glover would not have been considered for the role of George McFly in Back to the Future since that would have been shooting in the middle of the 84-85 TV season. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, Michael J. Fox was not the original choice for Morty McFly because primarily Michael J. Fox would be busy at the time doing Family Ties, and he only got the role after Eric Stoltz was fired for being, well, so lousy in the role as Morty that they had to get Michael J. Fox in the movie. Well, what do we have to say about the High School USA 1984 pilot? Well, the pilot and the movie from once it came were both things on TV. Yeah, that's right. And I actually thought that the show was better than the movie. I thought so, too. I mean... Less plots, nice convergence at the end. And it's more of an ensemble piece, uh, whereas you definitely knew who the stars were in the movie, and they were basically trying to write to them rather than write to everybody. Yeah, but I honestly thought, I'm kind of going to be the one guy that thought the movie was better. And you know what? 
I'm going to explain why in another edition of It Was a Thing on TV Haiku Corner. Oh. Play the music. Oh, listen to that music. It's very sweet, isn't it? We didn't uh, ha- soothing. We nice. didn't have it last week, so figured it's time we make it up in this this week. Awesome. Okay, you ready? I'm ready, man. Mike, are you ready? Lay it on us. Because I, I know you pay copious amounts of attention to what I say, Mike. <laughs> I got you, man. Hey, Greg. I got you, man. I got okay, you. here we go. High School USA Pilot. What was Brandon missing here? Todd's magic robot. Snaps all around, my friend. Snaps all around. Snaps and claps. Nicely done. Two snaps and a kiss. It's two snaps, a twist, and a kiss. Oh, that's right. (laughs) But hey. You know what else gets two snaps, a twist, and a kiss? Our website, it was a thing on TV.com. Yep. All of the episodes are right there, all the minisodes, all the director's cut, the remasters, and of course, links to our good friends at Place to Be Nation, where we have the weekly drop as well as. Our limited series, Greg, into the Spidey movieverse. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, we that's just, just talked about Spider-Man Two. We just talked about Spider-Man Two, and in a few weeks we'll be talking about Spider-Man Three, and we'll be talking about that crazy dance Peter Parker did in Spider-Man Three. Get on up, come on and grab your funky soul, everybody. Come on, grab your funky soul, everybody. And in the meantime, you can follow us on all social media at It Was A Thing On TV. We are available where all podcasts can be streamed. And we also have our own YouTube channel. So if you head up YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. And when you're there, don't forget to hit the bell. So you can stay up to date on our latest installments. One of which is coming later this week, and it rounds out Pilot Month with some familiar characters, some familiar voices, a familiar story, but maybe just a little bit ahead of its time and maybe not as zany enough. Yeah, but you'll find out all about that in our next installment. Of it was a thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Thursday. Wow! Hi, Whitey. Oh, hi, Beaver. Boy, that Eddie Haskell, he really makes me mad. Well, why don't you kill him? Nah, I could go to jail. Besides, it's against the law. But, Beaver, no one would have to know that you did it. I don't know, Whitey. I don't even have a gun. Come on, Beaver. <laughs> what are you, chicken? So that's the story, Wally. I can't hide it anymore. I'm gay and I'm proud of it. Gee, Eddie, you better stop coming around here anymore. I'm just worried about the boys, Ward. How do I tell the beaver that I'm running away to Tijuana with Fred Rutherford? Just be honest with him, dear. That's all. When I was a young man, my mother was always straight with me. She used to say, Ward, 
You're boring. <laughs> You're a very dull kid. Mom? Dad? Come on, Warren. Warren, come on. Boy, Beaver, you're gonna get it. Oh, my. Beaver, I'm afraid you're going to have to explain yourself. Gee, Dad, I hated him. Besides, he was always calling you a bum. Beaver, after all I told you about taking the law into your own hands, June, call the police. Boy, Dad! Wally, he's just going to have to learn his lesson. Maybe 35 years in the slammer will teach the beaver something. Boy, Wally, life stinks. Yeah, but so do you, beaver. Yeah, thanks, Wally. <laughs> <laughs>